On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite podcasts and artists in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. And Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're actually listening to right now. On Spotify, you can also follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. And premium users can download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are. Easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. So if you haven't already done so, be sure to download the Spotify app, search for your podcast on Spotify, or browse podcasts in your library tab. Also, make sure to follow me so you never miss an episode of Edison 32K Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Edison 30K Media. Uh, today I have a 1990 240SX review for you guys, also known as S13. Uh, for those of you guys that have followed my channel, you know that I bought this car about a little over a year ago. And at that time, it was completely bone stock. Um, I did, did a couple things to it, but uh, I'm not going to try to go off track too much and just kind of keep this review based on the car itself and how it drives. I'll give you guys some pros and some cons, some feedback on what I think the 1990 240SX is and you know whether you guys should buy one or not we'll take into a lot of factors um, such as like drift tax we'll talk about that we'll talk about like drivability we'll also talk about like uh, space and then lastly we'll talk about maintenance and see how much you guys have to spend to drive a car like this uh, so first off uh, I want to talk a little about like the pros of owning a 240SX um, Right off the top of the bat, you guys might think that, hey, you know, I'm buying a 1990 240SX. It's a really old car. It's uh, about 25, 26 years old. Uh, why would I want to go out of my way to buy a car like this? Uh, so let me get, give you guys some history. So the 1990 240SX was um, brought over here to the States, and it came with a K24E, uh, KA24E, and that is a single overhead cam. If you want a little bit more power, you're going to have to go with the uh, the DE, which is a dual overhead cam, which is, uh, I guess, the 92 and higher. But I like this car personally because um, I like owning a little piece of history. And you don't find too many 240SXs these days in very mint condition. Um, I bought this car pretty much in mint condition. It has only about 67,000 miles to this day. And I bought it with about 63,000 miles. So I put barely any mileage on it. And there's something about driving a 90s car that just brings back so many memories, you know, and I grew up in that 90s era, uh, you know, such as like the Integra Type R, the Skyline, the R33, R32, um, the Sylvia, the Wendy uh, 80SX. Uh, so those kind of cars kind of like mean a lot to me because I grew up kind of like idolizing those cars. So uh, owning one now, even though it's a USDM version, it's still, you know, fairly hard to find. If you go on Craigslist nowadays or on eBay, you're going to find a lot of 240s that are like beat up that are turned into a drift missile, um, pretty much not really well taken care of. So I was really lucky enough to, find, to come across a car like this. And uh, one of the pros about owning something like this is that if you take really good care of it, uh, car enthusiasts and people that appreciate 240s will actually stop and talk to you and, and, and ask you, um, you know, like, what have you done to the car? Uh, how, how did you keep it so clean? Um, so I feel like there's a more there's a sense of like pride and, and accomplishment when you own such a classic JDM car. Um, one of the other uh, pros that I think owning a 240 is that um, this might be, be kind of minor to you guys, but to me, I love the flip up headlights. And I know you're buying a car just for like cosmetic reasons, but I think I just like the classic flip up style because you don't see cars these days, uh, especially with the newer cars with all that new technology coming out. You don't see cars doing that anymore because I guess 
partially because you know flip up headlights they they die they the motor dies and then you, you're going to get one headlight that goes up or you're going to get one headlight that goes down or you're going to get both going down they're going to get stuck so but i just like the fact that it's so classic that it 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 it's, it brings back a true sense of like old school jdm engineering and i like that a lot um one of the other pros is that the car it has about a 50 uh, 55 45 uh front to rear weight differential and being a rear wheel drive car, the car is, I think, a little bit underpowered, but it's not what the 240 is about. You know, when you drive this car, you kind of have to step on the gas for it to go. But once you get it going and, and you take it to the corners, you're carving the corners, going to the canyons, it feels really stable and it feels really, really like every driver input, the car responds. And you don't get a lot, a lot these days. You know, there's so many electronic assists. There's so many like um, VSA, so many variables that, that, newer cars have now that takes away from the driving experience. So driving this car right here, basically, it's pretty much up to you to control the car. There's nothing assisting you. There's no, there's no VSA, there's no ABS, there's even no airbag. So pretty much if you don't know what you're doing, you pretty much dig yourself in your own hole. But then again, if you know what you're doing, um, the sky's the limit. So I think that's another thing about owning this car is that it's lightweight. It's cheap, it's easy to maintain, and um, you have to actually learn how to drive a real drive car in you know, an old JDM car to actually hone your skills. Um, but it, you know, there's so many pros, I can go on and on and on about the pros, but if you guys are looking for a 240SX, it's gonna be finding a needle in a haystack. You know, do your research, look on Craigslist, be patient, enable all those alerts you know, when somebody posts a 240, you know, so you can actually view it and be the first one to like contact the seller. I actually had to do a lot of digging around. Um, luckily, the guy that had me had the car before me did a really good good job of taking care of the car. It was a one uh, owner, bone stock, unmodified, unmodified and uncracked dash, which is super rare these days. Um, so I got really lucky, and I think I'm going to try to keep it like that. Um, pretty much keep the up with the maintenance, and 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 that's another thing leading into a con is that. You can't really think of too many cons when owning a 240 other than, you know, rusting, being beat up, turned into a drift missile. But taken into my situation, I bought a really clean, pristine 240, but I had to do a lot of, like, I guess, groundwork and a lot of maintenance to get the car up and running smoothly. Uh, speaking of cons, you know, you're going to have gaskets that are worn out. You're going to have, like, maybe slight misfires here and there. You're going to have, like, worn suspension components, worn bushings. Um, you're gonna have to do a lot of troubleshooting. Like, you know, with the older JDM cars, you know, they come with OBD2, uh, sorry, OBD1. So you're gonna have to pull out the ECU and literally count the number of flashes. And if you miss a flash, you're gonna diagnose the wrong problem. So I had to do a lot of troubleshooting just to get little issues fixed here and there. I'm not gonna go into too much details, but um, it's something that you're gonna have to be very patient with when you're buying an old car. And an another thing is like, uh, there's a drift tax with this car. So when you buy a 240, you're going to have to take into consideration the drift tax, meaning there's a lot of um, 240s out there that are, are bought for drifting. It's very popular amongst the drift scene. And so with that comes um, the drift tax. So you're going to pay a lot more for a car that's worth a lot less. So for example, if a 240 on Kelly Blue Book is only worth $2,000, you're going to have to pay about five dollars or $6,000. But for a premium, pristine 240, Look to pay about between seven or eight thousand for one. And for the other you guys that 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 can't afford it or think, oh, that's insane. Why am I even paying this much for a two forty? Keep in mind that these are getting more rare and rare and rare. And 
this is even more rare than like MyS2000 or even more rare than like a lot of civics out there these days. And, and to find one that's pristine, it'll take a lot of work. So that's just a, a con and a headache. You're going to have to like put in the time and be patient to get. Another thing is that the space is actually very limited. You know, you're going to get very limited space in this car. Um, the trunk space is fairly small. You can only fit a couple bags in there, a little bit bigger than S2000, but still it's fairly small. And you know, the, the thing about that is like you can insure this car um, as much as you want, but at the end of the day, you know, if something happens to the car, like if somebody hits you or if you hit something, you're going to have to put out money to fix the car itself because insurance companies aren't going to like insure and pay the car. They don't, they don't care about the market value of the car. You know, only you and only we know as a car enthusiast that the car is only worth so much. So that's another thing. You can have to be careful, you know, when you're driving it and, and that, that's why a lot of people, they buy a pristine 240 and then they buy like a, a crappy one which they build into like a drift missile, like a track car. So you have two cars that if one happens, something happens to that one, you know, you have another one to like, you know, to take care of or to baby. So that's just a couple of pros and cons, but overall, you know, I love the car. Um, you know, in conclusion, I would recommend you guys, if you can find a clean 240, by all means go for it. It really depends on your, your vision and what you want out of the car. But for me, I wanted something mint, something pristine that I could that I could drive around and that I could keep, and and maybe like ten to fifteen years later, like I could drive around still, and people would would acknowledge the fact that it's a classic. Um, so, you know, we're gonna just take the car out for a spin, um, give you guys some more feedback on the car, how it drives, um, some of the components that I've done to the car that I think would help you guys going forward and looking for one. Um, so, you know, without further ado, let's just take the car out, do some quick polls. Um, give you guys some feedback and and we'll do a quick walk around the car and give you guys you know like an engine some about something about the interior give you guys a quick um, you run through of the trunk um, stuff like that so um, yeah if you guys have any questions you know please post in the comments below if you guys are looking forward to 40 let me know what you guys have found um, and you know don't be afraid to uh, ask me if you have any any issues or any pending thoughts all right so we'll uh, go ahead and take this car out for a spin so I'll catch you guys on the other side. Peace. So with the 1990 240SX, it came with the KA24E, not the DE, it's the single cam, so the single overhead cam. Um, it clocks in about 140 horsepower and 152 pounds of torque. Um, as you guys can see here, I replaced uh, most of the uh, wear and tear components. Um, right here, there's a vacuum hose right there connecting to the intake. Back there by the EGR, uh, those were also going bad. Um, if you guys don't know what a bad vacuum hose feels like, basically uh, your engine will kind of like hesitate. RPMs will drop and rise and drop and rise. So um, buying older cars, no matter what, I think even if the car was well taken care of, like this car, I think you still have to take care of that and, and keep that in mind to replace any leaks. Um, also installed a uh, strut tower bar. Uh, this is adjustable, so um, I think once it was installed, uh, I could adjust the, the, the height of it, and, and I think it helps a lot with handling. Um, there are a lot of aftermarket ones, but I decided to go with Cusco because I think they make quality parts and they're dire directly from Japan. Um, I also installed the grounding kit, as you guys can see over here. Um, the grounding kit helps with the ground. Um, didn't notice much of a big difference, but I think, you know, it doesn't hurt the car. 
one of the biggest things that I, I, I noticed when I bought the car was uh, this gasket was so worn. The um, gasket right here, I don't know if you guys can see. It's the auto body gasket. And I also replaced this gasket back here, which is the intake um, air control valve gasket. Uh, those two things after that were done on the car helped it so much. Like the acceleration, the idling was a lot smoother. Also, TPS sensor right here. This went bad twice on the car, so I had to replace it. So far, uh, I've had uh, have had any issues um, coming around the third time. Uh, so going over here, um, also upgraded the radiator. My old radiator was, I think, it was cracked. Um, even though the car only had sixty-seven thousand miles on it, um, I did not want to change intake because I want to keep the car as close to stock as possible. You know, um, I already, I guess, made a big decision going forward and, and doing the one eighty SX conversion, but. Overall, I think the car is still maintaining its stock form. Um, I don't know if you guys ever paid attention to the battery, but um, my first time using an Optum battery, and you know, I've heard mixed reviews, but overall, I think those are supposed to last longer and, and, and I guess provide more power. Um, I've had issues, so pretty good so far. Um, but engine-wise, I think the transmission and the engine are solid in this car. Um, they use they use uh, truck motors for this car. So I think uh, Nissan also ran these in their trucks. So I think um, should be pretty solid. Uh, we're gonna just walk around and take a look at the the back and, and see how much um, space is in the interior and in the exterior. So going over here to the interior, I actually swapping these seats. Uh, they're from the S15 uh, Sylvia in Japan. They're actually a direct bolt-on. You don't need to modify anything. No modifying the guardrails or the brackets or anything. It just directly bolted in and it's fairly uh, hard to find. Um, I actually found a set, a set of these on eBay. I took a risk. Um, one of the brackets actually broke. I had to like weld it back in. But other than that, um, it's really comfortable. A lot more comfortable than the stock 240SX seats. And they fit a lot better and feel better as well. Um, you don't see much in the 240. Uh, it's basically a very simple 90s JDM engineered car. As you guys can see, um, we'll go ahead and take a look over here. The wheel is actually uh, aftermarket. It's from uh, Personal. It's a Neil Grinton model. Um, and I also have the Works Bell quick release hub back there. It adds to the feel of the car, but it doesn't take too much away from the 240 styling itself. Um, very, very, very lucky and fortunate for me. My dash is actually uncracked. So a lot of 240s, I think you find them with cracked dashes. And fortunately, the last owner took really good care of the car and it didn't sit out in the sun much. Um, I actually replaced all those, these uh, wiper blades and the signal um, components right there. Those I actually faded and I think one of them cracked. Um, let me go ahead and sit down in the car for you guys. So right here, I also replaced uh, the with a Pioneer dash. Uh, you can actually get a double DIN and it fits perfectly. You don't need to modify anything because with the 240s, it, it, you can fit a touchscreen. Like perfectly um i also wired in a uh right there i wired in a dash cam and also my alarm radar detector uh when you wire it in make sure you guys use the atc um fuse fuse taps because if you use the wrong one you'll blow you'll blow the ignition fuse like i've done twice and you don't want that um short shifter right here also feels very sturdy um fourth gear and i guess third gear are a little a little loud but other than that it's been pretty solid um i think nissan kept this car fairly basic um not much to it uh the back seats 
as you can see over here uh fairly small i mean you can barely fit two people back here i don't know if they put that back here for insurance uh you know just saves to help you save money on insurance or whatnot but um i think i mean if you have somebody like six or seven years old that's like four feet you can probably fit them back here um going over to the components right over here you can you get a little cabin component right here you can open up store stuff can't really store much over here you have um, some stuff you can store a little bit more equipment as you guys can see I carry around some air fresheners and uh, what are these I think this is um this is oh these are uh, ignition fuses just in case I blow ignition fuses which I have not recently but you know you never know one of my most favorite awesome all-time features are uh, the seat belts the automatic seat belts because when you start the car it goes like this and that but you always forget to, to wear this one right here on the side so make sure you guys bolt in right there and be safe other than that this is the trend you know the interior of the 240 very very basic very sturdy very nice i like it a lot and uh let's go take a look at the trunk so as you guys can see here here is the trunk uh fairly decent amount of space a lot of padding um, you can actually fold this flap right here and still get a lot of space um, You can probably fit about some backpacks and luggages, you know, maybe like some golf clubs tennis rackets fairly solid um, Another thing to note to keep uh, an eye out for is these uh, Gas struts right here that hold up the, the trunk these these go bad So I had to replace these when I first bought the car Even though my car only had about 67,000 miles when I bought it So keep that in mind and as you guys can see here, with the S13, the 1992 40SX, they only came in the hatchback, which is the model that I have and I personally like a lot better. And they only made the this other car in the coupe model, which is uh, not a hatchback. When you open the trunk, the actually hood doesn't go up all the way like this one does. But I think they're both really good cars, both really awesome. So I'm running uh, in the rear of the car. I'm running uh, 245, 40. Um, 17s and these are Yokohama S drives they're slightly loud but they grip really well um, running the back I had actually had to roll the fenders a little bit to get it to clear um, running 245 is actually slightly bigger than a lot of uh, you know what I guess people owning 240s would run um, I guess people would run about 225 235 maybe at the limit but uh, I had also had to do the 5 lug conversion on this car to get it to um, to run these wheels because as you know the stock 240s have the four lug conversion the four lug so you won't be able to fit a lot of aftermarket wheels which isn't you know a bad thing um, just gives you more wheel selection and with different wheels you can run wider tires uh, to fit your liking um, other than that I think the car is, uh, is, is from the factory of 240 is pretty fun pretty nimble to drive already but with certain mods I think you can make it a little more fun um, so I think this is one of the better things and one of the most um, more advantageous things I've done to the car uh, so 245s pretty rear pretty big but uh, I'm not running the car uh, super low um, still about a slightly finger to half to two finger gap almost um, I don't know how big people's fingers are but uh, as you guys can see here the slight slight gap moving over to the front as you can see the five lug conversion um, still running the uh, they're the knockoff of the Volk TE37s. These are the Rota grids. 
as you guys have known, I've also also ran this in my Nissan. I'm sorry, in my Acura RSX Type S that I sold. Very great, very good wheel, very light and uh, very durable. Haven't had any issues with it. Um, I'm running 235 uh, size size tires in the back, right over here. Um, they're also the Yokohama S drives. A lot more grippy. Also the roll defenders and um, I guess tuck away some of the wiring harness. But other than that, uh, it's been pretty solid. So the suspension from uh, the factory is is fairly decent for um, you know regular driving. It handles corners well, but uh, I upgraded the car to BC coilovers. They're fully adjustable, um, preload. Um, you can adjust the dampening settings. You can adjust the height. Um, so the car handles a lot better now that they're on, they're on coilovers. But um, I mean, no plans to actually track the car. I'm just gonna keep it pristine and keep it clean. Just enjoy the car as is. I think Nissan designed something really special um, with. 90s JDM engineering um, combined with very low-tech uh, equipment, no airbags, nothing. Um, I think the car is, is for those of you that enjoy driving and enjoy a fun car that you can hop in and it's reliable, definitely get this 240SX. Don't hesitate. Just make sure that you find a clean one. One that hasn't had any rust and one that's been well taken care of. A lot more harder than, than my S2000 for sure. Alright guys, so we're back in the 1992 Ford SX S13. Uh, we're just taking it around town, just gonna drive the car a little bit to get you guys a little feel of the car, uh, give you guys some some feedback, um, some honest feedback, you know, not trying to like sell the car or like upsell it or anything like that. Um, right off the bat, I think when you get into a 240, whether it's modified or whether it's stock, I think there's like a little nostalgic feeling, like a like kind of like a deja vu feeling, you know, like because I grew up in the 1990s era. Um, so a lot of the cars that I've driven were basically uh, 90s Civics, 90s Integras, 90s Nissans and you kind of develop this feel for like 90s cars even though you you know weren't born at the time that the car was made you still have this like attachment to it so I think that's one of the reasons why I kind of like lusted after the S13 was they're a lot more rare than like Civics or like more than like Integras except for the Type R model obviously but um, Anyway, uh, the car feels very, very direct. Um, there's really nothing assisted with this car. Like, you get into it and you just drive. The transmission and the clutch feel is a lot more different in the 240. It's a lot more forgiving than, I think, driving like a Civic or like driving like an old school um, Integra or like a MR2. Uh, but I think um, you just feel very connected to the car uh, when you drive it. The inputs are very direct. Uh, when you shift, the throws are fairly short. Um, I do have a short shifter in this car, keep that in mind. Um, but I think if you drive a 240 that is um, stock, the throws are a little bit longer. But I think it, it, the car still handles great for, for, uh, for what it's, it's made of. Um, given the, the fact that in the US, uh, keep in mind that this, the, the 240s, especially the S13 models, it came with the KA, uh, 24e and the DE model. We didn't get the um, the turbo version, such as like the SR20 or the KA. Uh, I, I don't remember the top of my head whether it was the KA20 uh, or 12DET. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I'll probably post a little correction when I when I uh, make the video for you guys. But I think um, there's pros and cons to it. I think um, partly because of emissions and you know being here in California, I think the uh, emissions are a lot more strict so you can't just be driving around like modified cars that are turbo because you know as you all know people that buy 240s will 
end up swapping in SR20s anyway and turboing them or like drifting them. It's pretty rare these days that you find uh, 240SXs, whether they're S13s or S14s, in fairly bone stock form, if, if not bone stock. Um, I tried to keep this car bone stock for a while, but I ended up starting you know, to modify things here and there. Um, you know, you, you buy an old, old 20-something-year-old car, you still have to keep in mind that you gotta fix the, the little things that are broken, like the bushings, um, the axles, the valve cover gaskets, the vacuum hoses, uh, throttle body, like, the, like little stuff like that. Uh, but it's all about the fun of owning the car, you know? Try to like take the car up, up for, you know, like a, some open roads so we can kind of get a little more um, pulls in and, and you guys can get a feel of what the car is like. Uh, the car is not fairly fast by, by, by any means. Um, you don't buy this car to to have a super fast car, you know? You buy this car to, to have fun in. And I think part of the fun is, is just enjoying the car as it is. It's very light. It's about 2,800 pounds. Um, I did swap in the Infinity, um, I think, J50 uh, aftermarket. Not aftermarket, I'm sorry. The, I swapped in an LSD from an Infinity J50. And I think that helped the car with handling because the 240SX comes with an open diff. So if you're driving in snow or, or, or stuck in a ditch or something like that, you're going to be kind of screwed. Uh, but after swapping in the diff, the car does feel a little more planted. I could take uh, corners a lot harder and kind of power out of them. Um, so one of the things that, that I think, you know, if you have a 240 and you want to upgrade the handling department, you should probably look into that. Um, we're probably going to take a right right here and, uh, you know, get some pulls in. Uh, keep in mind, guys, this is not an S2000 like my other car, so you won't be able to drive fast. Or you do not want to drive fast in the city anyway. But I feel good driving this car. I mean, there's nothing uh, crazy about owning a 240 other than that people think you just own it to drift. But if you do the certain certain things to it, and, and, and both internally and externally, you can turn a lot of heads. To be honest, uh, I get a lot more people come up to me that I've owned this car over my S2000, and they're asking me, oh, where's this car from? Uh, where did you buy it? How come it looks so nice? It's a really, it's a 1990? And then when, when, you know, I tell them it is a 1990 and I show them the flip-up headlights, which is, I think, one of the best features about the 240 is the lights. They start asking me a bunch of questions. Um, I still get people coming up to me once in a while in the S2000, but this car is just a whole different league of its own. And I don't really don't care about the fact that it's slow. You know, only having about 140 horsepower, I think. Uh, you still can have a lot of fun in this car. Taking it to the canyons, you know. Yeah, it still feels really solid. I mean, it goes. You, you gotta like step on the gas to get it to go. Um, you know, you don't feel like instant pull if you're if you're coming in in you know driving like a S two thousand or like a like a WRX or like a Evolution or something like that. This is gonna be like a complete downgrade. But if you look at it in like terms of like owning a classic, owning something rare, owning something clean, owning a piece of history, uh, you know, classic JDM '90s engineering, then you know, there's there's so many more con, uh, pros than cons. You know, it's all about your perspective. You know, and for me, um, and part of Edison Third UK, I guess, media's channel is that we we, we want to just enjoy the car for what it is and, and take care of it. And and looking back, maybe like 15, 20 years later, you know, you can kind of appreciate that you have such a rare gem, and and owning like a unicorn is 
you know, it's all about, you know, being passionate about cars. And but uh, going back to the car, I think it's it's fairly great. I, I think I haven't done anything to the engine. Uh, basically, just like replacing the valve cover gasket and making sure it, it has good oil. Um, other than that, short shifter, good coilovers, um, adjustable uh, arms and, and rods, and you can get a really good alignment out of the car. And putting wider tires in the car and then getting it corner balance, it's really, really fun, um, especially on the canyons. It's one of those cars that you still got to drive to enjoy. Uh, you can still drift it, but I would rather drive this car and just enjoy it and, and get the most out of it. Well, that's just my philosophy, and I think that, you know, I want to keep the legacy of the 240 alive, you know, and, 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 you know, maybe like 15 years later, I'll still drive it on the road, and people will be like, hey, this is, this is a, uh, you know, it's still a, a rarity these days, but at least somebody out there will, will appreciate it, you know. I'm sure there's other people out there that appreciate 240s for what it is other than drifting but uh don't get me wrong though drifting is still fun still cool and it's still a great uh, motorsport to to you know take on but i just want to enjoy the car as is and, and um other than that i mean you guys are looking for a 240 i mean i recommend looking everywhere by everywhere i meaning like not only in the city that you live in but like in other states um other countries if you must I think that's a little bit too hardcore <laughs> but uh, it's really hard to find I actually took me like about a year to find a, a clean unmolested 240SX and you really have to look I mean I, I got lucky the guy that owned the car uh, the story behind it was he he was a really hardcore initial D fan he imported a Treno the A86 over to the states and he drove that mostly and he had a truck and then he had this car this car, he kept it bone stock because, you know, like a lot of 240SX owners, they want to keep it stock because they know it's rare. Um, you do have to pay the drift tax, and unfortunately, just not, that's something that you cannot avoid. But if you can actually afford it, I always say go for it. Um, this car but only has 67,000 miles, and I bought it with only 63,000 miles. So I've only put 4,000 miles on it since I've owned it, a little over a year. Um, but by all means, you know look around make sure it's unmolested make sure it's rust free that's another key thing a lot of old cars especially old Japanese cars they, they are really prone to rust so you gotta be careful with that and, and you know do an underbody inspection take it to a shop um, you cannot avoid leaks there's gonna be leaks whether it's like air leaks or like oil leaks or whatever like you're gonna have to deal with those it doesn't matter if your car is pristine or not it's just part of owning an old age you know an old car so try not to stress too much about that um, other than that, I mean, running coilovers and running a good set of tires and adjusting dampening rates, you can drive fairly comfortably in the city. Right now, I'm running about 10 clicks from, from hard, so it's, it's fairly uh, doable, not too rough, you know. Although, uh, swapping out the differential in the car, uh, it's a little bit louder. You, you can kind of hear it if I get on it. Do a little pull. And I'm running an also in uh, HKS catback exhaust. Um, it's fairly OEM looking, believe it or not. They have a, a certain model that's blacked out in the back, so and the exhaust tip isn't that big, so you kind of don't drag a lot of, you know, get a lot of attention from other cars or a lot of cops. Um, I mean, I think it's a great car. I think it's one of those cars that you really have to like put in the time and the effort and the money to own. 
because you can't just be one of those cars you drive it and it's just reliable and you just do maintenance on it. You really have to take your time and learn the car, have some kind of car knowledge to own the cars, to, to own like an older car. Because for the longest time, I think for three or four months, I had an engine light. I could not diagnose the problem. And uh, no matter uh, what I did, I pulled the codes, I fixed everything that was fixed. Uh, but in the end, it was a bad ECU. So you have to kind of keep in mind uh, as well, you know, you have a federal ECU and you have a California ECU. So keep in mind that and, and, and you know, troubleshoot accordingly. Overall, I think the 240 is a great car, you know, if you're looking for something that's like classic and something that's like fun to drive and it looks great and, and you know, you own a piece of history, get the 240, you know. If you're looking for something like, it's fun to drive, it's fast, it's lightweight, doesn't require a lot of maintenance, maybe get something else like a Miata or like a S2000 or like a BRZ, you know, that's better technology probably a little bit cheaper to maintain but like I said you know this car isn't about performance as much as it is um, having like sentimental value for me you know because I always wanted a S13 and it was hard to find believe it or not I like the way that the, the 1.8SX uh, looks and I like the flip up headlights and I like just owning a piece of classic JDM engineered car and I think there are many cars out there but I think that the 40 is one of the more rare ones and I'm happy that I own it but uh, let me know what you guys think, you know? Let me know what you guys think about owning a 240SX, whether you have an S13 or an S14 or even an S15. I know I've seen a couple of those in Los Angeles. I know they're illegal here, but those of you guys that own that, hey, props to you guys. <laughs> I don't know how you do it, but for me personally, I'd be probably stressed the hell out. Like, oh, I got a smog in that. Oh, oh I got a... Anyway, I don't want to get into too much detail about that. But yeah, please post in the comments below. Let me know, guys. Uh, Happy New Year. It's the 30th over here in December 2018. Wherever you guys are, whether you're in the U.S., in Canada, in Europe, in Asia, I wish you guys all a Happy New Year and uh, Happy Holidays. Be safe. Enjoy your cars. You know, whatever you own out there. Drive it and enjoy it, you know, because life is too short to, like, leave your car in the garage. I should really take my advice on that. (laughs) I will talk to you guys soon, all right? Have a great one, have a good one, drive safe, and peace.